0: This podcast is for adults 21 years of age and over. We talk about cannabis history and advertise cannabis products. If you're not 21, please come back when you are. Spoke Media.
1: Hey, how's it going, folks? It's Abdullah, and welcome to the season two finale of Great Moments in Weed History. What you're about to hear is a live episode that Bean and I taped in front of an audience at the Savage Henry Comedy Festival in Humboldt County. The folks at Savage Henry and all of our weed fam in Humboldt County have been really kind to us. They've always welcomed us with open arms and a packed pipe. So this one's for you guys. Special, special shout out. Lots of love from Bean and I. And a big thank you to all of our listeners who have supported us and enjoyed our stories. We've got a whole new set coming at you in season three, which is coming soon. But in the meantime, I really hope you enjoy this story. I personally loved it when I heard it, and I think you will too. Enjoy.
0: Very good. All right, everybody, we have arrived at the main course. You guys are probably all big fans. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for great... Are you guys ready? Yeah. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Abdullah... David, great moments in weed history. Thank you,
1: thank you, Humboldt. How you guys doing tonight? You feeling good? Yeah, you ready to learn some stuff? Yeah, get high with us, high on history
0: with us. All right. So this is incredible. Uh, You guys, we don't have to tell you Humboldt County is the center of the center of cannabis culture. We've both been working as journalists, media makers for the last 15 years. Honoring this plant, honoring this culture to do our first live show here in Humboldt is amazing. I grew up on the East Coast. It was, yeah, let's hear from for Humboldt. Yeah, thank you guys Fuck, for coming yeah. out. Amazing. I grew up on the East Coast. It was a lot different, man. The first time I came to Humboldt was a trip. I got to tell you, because where I grew up... Uh, a fat sack of weed still fit in your pocket. <laughs> and here in Humboldt, a fat sack of weed barely fits in the trunk of your car. From You gotta from like the... sit on the top of the car, <laughs> squeeze oh, it oh, in, in there. I heard the click. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, you guys have hundreds of strains bred up here in the hills, second and third generation farmers. Skittlebrow and such. <laughs> back, back east, I had my dealer uh, gave me two choices. I got take it or leave it. <laughs> I always took it. What about you? Yeah, you?
1: yeah the, the, the leave it wasn't the it, greatest thing ever. Low THC like, yeah.
0: on the leave it. The yeah. take it was generally, g- the take it generally came from here. <laughs> All the way out east. Yeah, but- USPS, let's hear it for the USPS, right?
1: <laughs> Bringing California's finest weed to every city in the United States,
0: and perhaps the world. (laughs) Unsung heroes in all of this. Uh, And then, of course, back East, it's just not the same quality. We don't have the same incredible artisan growers. So, okay, you'd look at the the bud. Maybe it's got a couple of those little red hairs. Who knows what I'm talking about? Out here, I get a bud, it's got a full beard, like a big... (laughs) A Matt red beard. You know <laughs> yeah. <what I'm> <laughs> um, so yeah, give it up for weed and uh, the thing that keeps us all employed. And speaking included. And speaking of independent media that represents this community and this plant, let's give it up for Savage Henry. They brought yeah. us out, holding it down up
1: here. You guys have an amazing culture up here. Great uh, publication. Yeah, be proud of it.
0: Great. Yeah. Festival and really cool guys who really put the heart in humboldt too. So yeah, Chris,
1: thanks. Thanks for bringing us up here, man. Excellent. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, are, are you
0: are you ready, Bean? Well, why, don't, why don't you tell them a little bit about how the show goes?
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So basically, this is gonna be a story that Bean has researched about. Uh, something in cannabis. I have no idea what he's about to tell me about. I'm in the dark like you guys, Uh, but I'm going to weigh in with my, uh, you know, with my little nuggets of cannabis uh, knowledge and insight (laughs) that I've got. And we're going to chat about it. We're going to talk about weed. He's going to tell me the story. Uh, We're going to get into it. I'm going to roll a joint. I can't smoke it in here because there's a children's choir performing tomorrow. So, you know uh it's not gonna be exactly the same as the podcast but we're Mm -hmm. both pretty high so you're gonna get the same effect uh yeah and that's gonna be it and we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun you guys want to go yeah Yeah, Yeah. all right do it
0: well today's story oh wait are are we ready for the well i'm gonna tell you what the story is about and How then we do we do it? We do it, we we do do it, it that title way. Yeah, right, it's been a while. We did, we, we're, this is the first uh, time back from a little, and here comes a bad weed pun, cover yours if you don't like them. We've been on hiatus. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list <laughs> of weed puns. I use it now. Puns. You'll get a couple. <laughs> uh, but today's show is all about the spirit of adventure inherent in the cannabis community and not getting caught. <laughs> 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 let's hear it for not getting caught. And with that, I think we're ready to take a little journey for another great moment moment in in weed history. history.
1: Poke media. Let's go! Woo. All right. So, all right, Bean. I got my uh, I got my little rolling tray here, and I got my uh, I got my Humboldt's finest uh, Sunbolt Grow right here. Shout out, Sunbolt Grow, uh-huh.
0: friend and, of the podcast,
1: uh, friends of the podcast, and uh, I'm gonna twist this up. Uh, why don't you get us started?
0: All right. Guys, a quick shout out. uh, Quickest way to become a friend of the podcast if you're a grower out there is to give us cannabis after the show. (laughs) All right. And with that, we began. In the middle of the night, on December 9th, 1976, a pair of Vietnam veterans turned international weed smugglers stood on a makeshift runway in Baja, Mexico watching as a work crew loaded up their twin-engine airplane with 6,000 pounds of Primo Cinsamia bud. Oh,
1: my God. All right, it's a smuggling story. So this is definitely a big part of weed history, obviously, is, uh, you know, especially in the last 100 years, is smuggling this stuff from one place to another because it's been so illegal. Uh, and, you know, I think that that's the kind of constraint that has generated a lot of ingenuity among, you know, people who have been in the manufacture and trade of drugs, like, throughout history. And it's
0: always pretty fucking cool to hear about. I'm stoked. Let's do it. This is a smuggling story with a twist, too. <laughs> also, 6,000 pounds of sinsimia. And so in 76, a lot of the weeds still had seeds. Sinsimia, Spanish for without seeds. So this is the good shit. 6,000 pounds. Designed. Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say
1: <laughs> that's... Uh, I, I grew up in a place where there was a lot of seeded weed. We used to buy weed in mm-hmm. Patterson, New Jersey. It was pretty fucking disgusting. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> Is there anybody old enough to have smoked uh, weed with seed in Humboldt, no, in Humboldt County? Oh, <laughs> no, silence. No. All right. So they're loading up this plane in Baja, Mexico, designed to fly at high velocity over long distances the Howard five hundred had a wingspan of seventy-two feet and a maximum speed of four hundred and ten miles an hour.
1: Is that fast and big yeah, for a plane? That's big. I have and no fast idea. How big are planes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh short answer, big and fast. <clears throat> the unregistered flight's illicit cargo was a locally grown high grade red hair strain known as Mota Magic which had been packaged into 40-pound burlap bales marked with the word frijole. You know what that means? Beans.
1: I'm beans. Hey. Hey. The perfect disguise. If anybody
0: (laughs) sees one of those sacks with my name on them, please return it to me after the show. (laughs) So under cover of darkness, the smugglers took off and headed north, hugging the coastline. Upon reaching a predetermined point in central California, they flicked off their running lights and turned sharply inland, flying as low as possible over the Central Valley's sprawling farmland to avoid detection.
1: Holy crap. So, okay, so this is weed that's coming up from from Mexico?
0: Yeah, from Baja, Mexico.
1: And it originated there. They cultivated this stuff in Mexico?
0: Yeah, it's called mota magic. Mota is like a Spanish...
1: Right, it's yeah, fine. I've heard that before. There was an offspring song called Mota back in the day. I don't know if any of you guys remember that. Uh,
0: somebody <laughs>
1: <laughs> shout out Offspring, friend of
0: the podcast, Friends shout out podcast. guy who laughed at that, definitely friend of, the friend of, friend
1: of Offspring as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, is it Offspring? We start to see uh, from me. Yeah. <laughs> How hard have they fallen? Are they? <laughs> yeah. hey, they could still <laughs> this, this is a good show. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're right, he's right. <laughs> That's why all you good people are here, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This. Excellent. So, okay, so basically, this is like the stankiest of the stank weed that you can find in 1976. Nobody's smoking on the red hair Mota Magic, mm-hmm. right? These guys have shit tons of it, and they're about to flood America or some part of America with really, really fine weed, creating an appetite for more fine weed which employs everyone here today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going uh, to take a turn in the story. Within minutes, they reached the Sierra Nevada foothills and planned to use the light of a near full moon to swoop up and over the rugged mountains. Only they didn't make it.
1: Oh, my god. It's about to rain weed all
0: over Northern California. <laughs> It's raining weed. Yeah, Hallelujah. holy shit. <laughs> we can't pay for that song, so that's... Yeah, we're definitely going to cut I that part say. out.
1: But, okay, so now, I mean, you know, all of that gusto amounts to an explosion of weed in the sky, essentially. Yeah, this is the
0: sad part of the story. I said it's about not getting caught. Everything from here on out is good. Our our our, our smugglers are ill-fated, and uh, friends of the podcast and... Uh, Let's do a quick moment of just silence, because they didn't make it. Oh, bummer. Everything else is happening. So the smugglers crash-landed on the frozen surface of Lower Merced Pass Lake, a small six-acre body of water nestled into the remote backcountry of Yosemite National Park.
1: Okay, gotcha. So, oh, this is Yosemite. This is happening in Mm. a beautiful place. What better place (laughs) for there to be pounds of weed raining out of the sky? (laughs)
0: and this is god's country (laughs) truly (laughs) maybe god took it back god giveth and sometimes yeah god taketh away taketh away yeah that moto it's like you heard of flying too close to the sun it was just and god has definitely taken
1: some weed from me in my day too not as much you know small amounts at critical times you know
0: (laughs) yeah so the fire express went down in flames and, and both men on board were, were killed instantly upon impact. So they did not suffer other than maybe that moment where they realized, oh, we're both out 6,000 pounds of weed and we're going to die. Yeah, we're <laughs> about to die for that weed. Never a good feeling. Um, the airplane's fuselage burst through the ice, depositing all those bales of weed into the bone chilling water below. And this is what we call the premise.
1: Oh my God! Oh all right, so this is before vacuum sealers, <laughs> right? In, yeah, they're
0: in... all the, right. the the ye old vacuum sealed turkey bag was a burlap sack. Is this the guy sucking with a straw? <laughs> 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 the original <laughs> bag sealer. <laughs> we all done it. You've done it. All right. Shout out to Zach the vac. Uh, <laughs> friend of the podcast way to, way to seal up those burlap sacks um, Really chapped lips That guy <laughs> So now here's where it gets good Here's where it gets happy Here's where it gets to be a tale of adventure And joy
1: And, and, and the weed is, is ruined or the weed is not ruined Oh yeah I'm not gonna I, yeah, Let's go I, I, I don't know what the story is gonna He's be He's so worried about myself. the weed yeah. folks <laughs> Or I'm like let's get a shovel And go to lake whatever the fuck Oh, a oh, shovel. Oh. Yeah, that shows how long it's going to take us to re- <laughs> retrieve that weed from a lake with a shovel.
0: <laughs> okay, so about a month after the crash landing, so this is remote where this happens, uh, a waiter at Yosemite's famous Awahani Lodge spotted the plane's severed wing while out snowshoeing. Uh, snow uh, alert- totally different sport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Snow shooting is when you get cabin fever real bad and, just oh, think it's, yeah. <laughs> too, too soon. I'd like to immediately apologize for those comments. <laughs> and you guys who laughed at them, that's what's... Terrible f- people. That's what's... F- bad the people. Humboldt is full of wonderful people. Um, so while they're out snow shooting... Uh, snowshoeing, sees the severed wing. It's got the number on it. They call a park ranger. Uh, Rather quickly, the National Transportation Safety Board, the FAA, Customs, and the DEA all get involved. Wait, did I just say DEA and humble and no booze? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the DEA. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, that's more like
1: it. Unless you're here. I bet the park ranger was like that's definitely weed. I'm a
0: fucking park ranger. And, uh, <laughs> I know trees. <laughs> so they all get involved. They all kind of have a sense of what's going on. And all these uh, agencies set off together on a rescue and recovery mission into the frozen backcountry. Reaching the wreck by helicopter, the multi-jurisdictional law enforcement team set to work recovering as many bales of weed as possible from below the lake under the under the frozen water.
1: Okay, so sounds like there's there's hope for this weed. Otherwise, why would you go to all that trouble retrieving it? Am I right? <laughs> Even the cops don't want wet weed, you know what I mean? <laughs> what good is it? Okay, the judge is like, this weed is clearly damp. <laughs> Toss it out of evidence. <laughs>
0: So, speaking to Greg Nichols uh, for an excellent article in Men's Journal, and shout out to him, uh, he wrote a great article about this story. I used a lot of it uh, to do the research for this, and uh, want to give him credit. Um, so he spoke to a park ranger many years later who recalled what it was like to try to go and recover these bales. Uh, and the park ranger said, It became a recovery of drudgery, which is pretty, pretty fly wordplay for him. (laughs) And the name of my new album, uh, Recovery of Drudgery, it drops in a month. Um, (laughs) It became a recovery of drudgery because we used chainsaws to cut out these bales of marijuana, which were frozen. They're heavy, they're broken apart, they're wet. The chainsaws were cutting ice, so the chainsaw blades didn't last long
1: what the hell so wait what is what is the meaning of this i mean really (laughs) you you know what i mean like this is a ridiculous uh they're in yosemite fucking you know like making all manner of racket you know that that's not good for the animals and stuff (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying and you're trying to retrieve weed that's that's frozen you know like you're jackhammering it out of a frozen lake why what's the point of all this They're trying to recover it as evidence. So that they can prosecute the two dead guys in the
0: plane? (laughs) Like, who is going down for this? This is when you see when they make that big picture of themselves and they're like, look, we took all this weed off the streets. And then we're like, oh, shit, now no one can smoke weed. Yeah. Remember that when the cops got it all for that stretch and you couldn't smoke because they took some and then they won and we gave up? Yeah. Wait, no, I don't think that's going to <laughs> Okay, so once they'd cut a large... This is... You think these motherfuckers are just getting started? If you think this is so... Once, oh, my God. Once they cut a large enough hole in the ice, Yosemite's scuba dive team was sent underneath the wreckage. What the fuck? Are you serious?
1: <laughs> scuba divers. And, like, you know that a scuba diver down there, you know, when he has, like, a moment to think, is, like... I could be exploring a fucking shipwreck, like, you know, (laughs) like off the coast. And I'm here in a lake, like looking for weed, you know, so these that these fucking pigs. Oh, wait, I'm a pig. I'm one of these. I'm a scuba diving fucking aquatic pig.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, five people drown in the lake just right around them as they were focused on
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They weren't even lifeguarding, you know, this whole
0: time. They're like, we have to set priorities. Um. So they are sent under there. Eventually, they get as much as they can, and they've got to bring it all back to headquarters to log it as evidence and show what a great job they're doing stopping weed. PAPERWORK, right? Mm -hmm. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Kim Tucker, who worked in Yosemite's Office of Law Enforcement but was actually very cool, uh, she described what happened next. we closed down one side of the jail and put all those bags of frozen marijuana in a cell. They came in like giant They're ice cubes. Like, keep- stay in there <laughs> <laughs> until you learn your like You get one phone call. It was 76, so they called Jerry Garcia. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think the message got to him because there's no record of him bailing them out. Uh, I can see, like, the pounds in the shape of a man with, like, a striped prison uniform, like, sitting in a cell. So, she says, this is Kim Tucker, they came in, like, giant ice cubes with all that vegetable material and green leafy substance frozen solid. But over time, the bale started to become runny, just like if you take a package of spinach out of the freezer.
1: Oh, gross. (laughs) So, it's like, I mean... Again, I'm, you know, like I'm waiting to hear more details about the sealing situation of these, <laughs> of these packs. You know what I mean? Because you know, pr- not to get too technical about this, but like, you know what I'm saying? If this thing, if they were like wrapped up and sealed, you're gonna be able to crack that shit open. The wheat's gonna still mm-hmm. be good. But is wet weed is still? I mean, I guess still can be just evidence, right? Even if it's wet. So who cares at this point? Yeah. Unless someone's gonna smoke this
0: weed. People aren't. <sighs> All right, I try not to get ahead of the story, but people are going to smoke this weed. Yeah. Yes. Ah, yes! Yes! That's what I like to hear. Do you know how hard it is for me to not light this joint right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. I have like 80% understanding of how hard it is for you to not light a joint. Um, okay, you know what? I need to amend this. Uh, I can't say that the weed that actually was held and incarcerated got smoked, but the weed from the plane will get smoked. So shout out, moment of silence, friend of the podcast, to our weed up in the pen. <laughs> Even though it's legal now, we do not forget you. And The pounds get, we lost, you know? <laughs> get, so get this, though. Here is a great turn. As the bales of uh, red-haired Sinsamia thawed, the runoff pooled in the lock cell until grass-tinged water started leaking through the floor and dripping down to the police in the office below.
1: Oh, my God. So it's going to make the whole <laughs> police station stink like fucking wet weed now, huh? <laughs> yep. All right. So they're getting pranked. Drip. <laughs>
0: little <Trip>. by little. <laughs> one drip at a time. Um, so what happened next? So... That meant these already exhausted park rangers had to start hauling the now wet and mushy bales of weed out of the jail and down two flights of stairs to a walk-in storage freezer. Oh,
1: God. They're going to refreeze this (laughs) weed. All right. You know the the bag of spinach analogy? Have you ever put it back in the freezer (laughs) so it could just become like a block, like a frozen... Rectangle of like mushy dark green. It's gonna be disgusting.
0: Although, These fucking
1: cops have no idea how to treat street, <laughs> so.
0: Police abuse is fucked up. Also, I got an idea for a new strain name: Freezer Burn. Ah. Actually, sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Don't take. I heard that. uh you're gonna. Oh, Hard to Humble. You don't take my. Don't take my name. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now. Meanwhile, out on the lake. So they're still at it. They got it stocked up in the jail, but they're still at it out on the lake. But a huge Ah. winter storm front starts building. Uh, So this week-long salvage mission was put on hold, and all these law enforcement departments are called back from the field. To
1: do more important stuff. (laughs) 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 They're like, oh, there's like uh, serial killers and shit running around. in the time that everyone has been <laughs> digging in the ice for this fucking weed. All right, so they're gone. The cops are gone.
0: Yep. And um, so the authorities left assuming that the remaining bales of weed would be... Uh, whoa. <laughs> Let's take a running start at that.
1: We're going to edit that out in the uh,
0: <laughs> recorded version.
1: I have a running folder of uh, bean sounds. As he makes all... He'll, he'll be like... <clears throat> like... <clears throat> like... <clears throat> like Or like what? uh, Yeah, you know, like (laughs) there's a whole fucking folder of them. There's gonna be a greatest hits album of being Uh, mouth sounds at some point. And I
0: think Russia hacked the folder, so (laughs) I'm getting a lot of like, we're gonna release all your sounds. Uh, It's in my uh, drudgery of recovery album. Yeah, I rap about it. Uh, So the authorities left assuming all these bales of weed would be there waiting for them when they returned in the spring. But what they didn't realize is that word of the crash and the plane's precious cargo had long since reached Camp 4 in Yosemite, where a group of legendary rock climbers known as the Stone Masters lived year round.
1: What the... Amazing! (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) All right, so you know this is like whatever. Now this is like the legend of Curly's Gold. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm glad more people got that reference. (laughs) They all think it's a strain name. Yeah. They're like, oh, Curly. He lives up by McKinleyville. Doesn't usually leave the land. Yeah. Like Billy Crystal.
1: (laughs) But yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So man, somebody. So there's rock climbing in this story (laughs) that's fucking amazing i did not see that coming at all i just recently was became fascinated with with rock climbing i've been trying it out it's fucking amazing i'm in awe of like you know uh the sheer experience of it and i also know that those motherfuckers love to smoke weed man Mm -hmm. rock climbers are like (laughs) huge potheads because look at what the activity is You know, it's like that kid who wouldn't get out of a tree, you know, like as a kid, like grows up and becomes a rock climber. All right, so, so these guys are going to go retrieve this weed. These are our heroes. So there's only, are people like competing for this? Is this becoming like a, you know, a situation where everyone's like, there's a gold mine of weed up there and there's like teams, it's, or it's one group of guys who finds out about it.
0: Well, remember I said the, the, the woman was cool even though she worked in the lot? She tips off a couple of people. Ah. She's like, it just might be of interest to you. Fucking. That, a, six thousand pounds of weed floating in a frozen lake. <laughs> six thousand pounds. And how many pounds are left at this point, ballpark? Oh, I'm sure the cops got a few hundred pounds
1: okay, before so the, they. The lion's share is still there, <laughs> just waiting to be plucked.
0: How'd you know that there's a lion in this story? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, it has everything. It doesn't have a lion. So the mountain lion ends up with the weed (laughs) at the end of this shit? Damn it. That's fair. I told you not to read ahead. (laughs) Is anybody here, like, really into rock climbing? Okay. You You heard of the Stone Masters? Yeah, they're, like, fucking legends. Like, that's the other part of it. Weed aside, these particular rock climbers are, like, Ultimate legends of the best rock climbers in the world. No shit, and they're yeah. from here. They were, well, they were all in Yosemite. Oh, okay, because gotcha. it's apparently got some stuff to climb. <laughs> 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 so, these were the best big wall climbers in the world. A self-described group of quote dirt bags, dirt bags. Give it up yeah. for dirt bags. <laughs> Who lived a scuzzy counterculture hand-to-mouth existence in the park in order to spend their days smoking dope and making solo ascents of Half Dome, El Capitan, and the park's other unparalleled rock faces? Oh no, shit! Those sounded like strain names until you said rock faces. <laughs> uh,
1: El Capitan.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, great. So. um uh, what was the last thing you just
0: said? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not think, smoking weed. Yeah, right that's now. the problem, folks. Uh, so these guys like they just live in tents. All they want to do is rock climb. So right. they just like live in tents, live in their cars, right? A hands-to-mouth
1: existence yeah. out there, and they're just like waiting for a big payday. Basically, I mean, like this. Like <laughs> this is like fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, they were like, oh, should we get jobs or wait for a plane to crash land nearby? Yeah. Seriously. It's like how many, lost, be- how many you know? people right now, that's your financial plan? My retirement plan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, we, don't, we work, you know, we're independent media makers. We don't have 401Ks. We're just waiting for a nice crash landing of a wheat plane. Right? Yeah. All those, those rock climbing skills are finally going to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. Unfortunately, I'm required to mention that. Uh, if there was an accountant in here, that would have killed. <laughs> Okay, so in peak physical condition and with intimate knowledge of Yosemite's topography, the stone masters were ideally positioned to take advantage of the ensuing green rush. Oh my god, amazing. It's like, you know, this literally
1: is being handed to them by the universe. Like, you know, God totally was like down to plane for them and was like, here you poor bastards go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the only guys who can, like, get it, the only guys with the skills to go get this shit, and it's right there in their backyard, you know? Also, if you
0: were God, and I'm not saying you are, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying you're not, agnostic on that, Uh, But if you were looking down and you were like, who's the coolest motherfuckers I made? I haven't checked in on this planet for a while. And you saw people dangling by one hand from Half Dome, you'd be like, you know, I'm gonna hook those guys up. They're living it full.
1: Yeah, man. (laughs) It's the coolest fucking thing you can do is hang from something by one hand. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone who's (laughs) fucking legendary has done it. Jordan and the rest rest of them, you know. (laughs) At all.
0: (laughs) Smoke weedia. (sighs) Okay, so the stone masters activate. uh, Carrying huge empty backpacks, they set off into the backcountry, prepared to hike for days. Fjord, icy rivers, and then break through the frozen lake with axes, heavy iron bars, and whatever else they could get their hands on. Fjord? Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they're fjording up and down like the whole, like this lake or whatever. Okay, gotcha, so, so they, they get in gear. They're stacking up, they're getting their best, finest ropes and hooks and whatever
0: other thing. Yeah, this right? is like the army beyond the
1: wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they call them the Ice Queen. What was the name of that? Army from Beyond. Another the good wall? strain name, Ice yeah. Queen. Yeah, it's a good call. Somebody better be writing these shit down.
0: We should record some of this. Yeah, oh yeah, that's such Sometimes. a good idea.
1: Hey, would someone hit record back there on this? This is good stuff. We're losing. All right, so what happened next?
0: So, chopping through the lake left them exhausted and covered in ice shards. As they hauled their packs full of contraband home, the bales of Magic Moda thawed against their backs, sending icy cold weed water down their legs and onto their feet. Then at night, the packs would refreeze, covering them entirely in icicles.
1: What? So so basically this guy becomes like a literal ice person with a weed backpack? (laughs) Like walking there's so there's an army of these guys walking around in Yosemite. Bizarre image. That's the type of thing that you mistake for like an alien encounter, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 I'd be mean, like, early man had a lot of weed. <laughs> early man did have a lot of weed, by the way. This is a little nugget of weed history for you guys. You know, early man was smoking fucking weed in Central Asia. It happened. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, the ice men walking around, weed yeah. backpacks.
0: So it was grueling, miserable work, and the stone masters couldn't have been happier.
1: Right, okay, so they obviously are used to this kind of life. They've been living this hand-to-mouth existence, right? (laughs) Which, like, makes me think, like, that's so crazy, because I actually picture them eating with their hands and, like, you know, (laughs) like, squatting and pooping in holes, you know, Mm -hmm. and, like, living that life. So so this is nothing. And now they've got shit tons of weed. I mean, so that's what I'm wondering is, like, what's going to happen? You know, like, how are they going to unload this? Are they going to smoke some first? I mean, a little mm. bit, perhaps.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Well, here we go. Upon returning to camp, the Stone Masters stashed the spoils in their tents or in nearby bear caves uh, until they could figure out how to sell it. But first, <laughs> naturally, they got high on their own supply.
1: Right. So a little bit first, but there's definitely a bear coming in this story. <laughs> you guys- there's a lot of animals like coming almost coming in possession of this weed. You know uh, what I mean?
0: A lot of people think Yogi is uh, from Yellowstone, but he's actually from Yosemite. That's yeah. how he got mellowed he out. He doesn't give a shit about your picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He wants that loud. He wants that frozen pack of loud strapped to the back of a, a like, you know, like a like a tasty rock climber. You know what I mean? Like a nice muscular, like mm. That's like a sushi roll. Yeah, you know? Oh yeah. You just, you know, just defrost it in the microwave for a minute, and just pop it in your mouth. All right, so so it's in the weeds in the bear cave. These guys smoke a little bit of, of the gas.
0: Yep, so After drying out some of the connoisseur-quality cannabis and rolling it up, however, they made an explosive discovery. Explosive discovery, any guess? Uh, It was soaked in gasoline? (laughs) (laughs) Some of the bud had soaked up traces of the 1,500 gallons of aviation fuel that flooded out of the airplane's tank upon impact with the frozen lake. That's really weird because I've never been right about one of those <laughs> predictions,
1: like fucking ever. I was totally kidding, and it didn't really work as a joke, but it was fucking true. Yeah, <laughs> How about that? Soaked in aer- uh, airplane fuel. Yeah. Jet
0: fuel. Yep. Well, it wasn't a jet. It had props. It was oh, a propeller okay. plane.
1: So again, the, not an aviation <laughs> guy. I don't know the difference, but I'm fucking super <laughs> bummed out. Uh, What the What are you going to do with a bunch of gas-soaked weed? All right. Well. So, wait, did it actually blow up in a guy's face? Like, like when he lit the thing? You're so... Okay, okay. So, oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. I got to okay. stop making these predictions. <laughs> I think we're just done. Uh, Donald Trump's going to have a heart attack. Is that...
0: Who? <laughs> okay. That's... <laughs> oh <my laughs> natural causes. Natural causes. Oh my fucking predictions are coming true. Okay. So the DEA is not still here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Occasionally, a particularly contaminated batch of the herb would actually flare up when you smoked it. Holy shit! Not a situation you want to be in.
1: Uh, you ever have somebody do like the seed prank to you? Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about? The seed prank? Oh, well, oh no, you've never smoked fucking weed in any season. <laughs> You snooty assholes. You've never, you haven't lived the way we've lived. But basically it's when, in a blunt, you take, you know, you gather up all the seeds and you put them in the middle of the blunt so that when somebody gets that and, you know. So when you light a seed on fire, it explodes. Again, a thing you guys don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, you'll get to that point in the blunt and it'll explode on your face. Not
0: only do we have bad weed on the East mm-hmm. Coast, we're assholes also. Yeah. I I think there's a correlation and a causation. (laughs) Yeah, it's all part of the same problem, you know. We also both live here in California, but a shout out to uh, the East Coast. Shout
1: out to the East. Ah, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Not a a single fucking person. I like it. I I can live with that. All right, good call.
0: Shout out to the East. <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't think people in Humboldt were going to give a shit about it. They're like, East Humboldt? I don't know. They're like, fuck those guys. That's too far east. <laughs> So OK, not all of the herb is is contaminated, just some of it. But at least one of the stone masters actually singed his eyebrows off in a weed explosion trying to smoke it. Oh, my God.
1: It's like a Marx Brothers. That like It's like a Three Stooges. <laughs> you know? Like, 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 ah! You know, that's yeah. that face. Yeah.
0: They suppress face. all the old uh, Three Stooges episodes where they smoked weed. They don't show them on TV anymore. It's yeah. a conspiracy. <laughs> on our conspiracy podcast, you can hear more about it. Yeah. There was a fourth <laughs> stooge they don't want you to know about. Yeah. yeah. Cushy. <laughs> Cushy. Cushy the Stooge. Stoog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to make a note of that and make a mockumentary about Cushy the
1: Stooge. Stoog.
0: <laughs> Who I think is also hangs out on the plaza here in Arcata. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since he got kicked out of the Stooges. Uh, Hard time. So, um, All right. So. Uh, gas soaked weed but some, not all of it some of it's still good not all of it but the harsh smoking herb soon became known around the park as any any guess oh that gas right <laughs> what do you call it gas weed they called it crash buds oh boy
1: <laughs> and they and still i mean this is there's still a lot of weed available suddenly <laughs> whether or not it has you know Gasoline on it, so people are still smoking it. Are they selling it to people?
0: Yeah, they start. So it's it's it's, you know it's the late '70s. It's not it's not like it's it's going up against you know your OG cushions. It's this is like a Grandpa Simpson story where it's like (laughs) back when we had jet fuel soaked in all of our nuggets and it would uh,
1: explode in your face when you tried to get high, (laughs) and we liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, so as the dirtbag denizens of Yosemite went out on more and more guerrilla raids of the downed airplane, a few small fortunes were made.
1: Yeah. So this is the gift that keeps on giving because it's, there's 6,000 of these fucking things down there. So it's like you can just keep going and pulling up packs. It's like, it's like yeah, literally yeah. you're going ice fishing for fucking <laughs> for wet, for like exploding
0: weed. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, we were going to do that tomorrow, right? We got yeah, one more. We got like a, a the last day thing off we were in do? Humboldt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so climbers who'd once gotten their daily caloric intake by eating cans of discount cat food and swiping publicly accessible packets of butter from the Awahani Lodge in Yosemite. Ah, nothing like a, like a butter and cat food <laughs> casserole for another cold Thanksgiving in Yosemite. <laughs> Just like mom used to make. Uh, (laughs) So now they're like rolling up on the same lodge, buying baller dinners, tipping $100. They're like, I'll take 300 cans (laughs) of Nine (laughs) Lives cat food. (laughs) (laughs) We're eating tonight, boys. (laughs) I'd like to see your butter list, please. (laughs) Maybe something imported that, that, you know, that Irish butter is so fucking good. He's like reading the country croc thing, (laughs) like reading the label. (laughs) Very good Um, They also bought new climbing equipment They threw lavish parties That are still the stuff of legend uh, And they traveled to France And Asia to climb Oh holy shit, so they're they're living it up And no one's suspicious About it at all
1: I can't help but think that that might work into the story somewhere, because, what you know, that's like being hobo rich is like a different thing, you know? It literally is like, it's like that, like, I'm going to get a golden top hat, you know what I mean? Like, like they don't have to spend their money. You see that to this day when, like, someone wins the lottery, and they literally will do the fucking cat food thing I was saying before. All right, so they're being lavish.
0: To make this a bit of a cautionary tale, I think people become a bit suspicious. At and this point. Um, rightfully so. Um, so some of the uh, stone masters even use this windfall. One of them launches a successful climbing equipment company that is still huge today. Uh, one buys a bunch of camera equipment and starts a career as a renowned nature photographer. So it's like, you know, these guys and, and lady, there was a uh, one of the big stone masters was a lady, woman person of gender. Uh, <laughs> did I say it right yet?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and remember that next time you're shopping nug smuggler brand climbing equipment <laughs> that you're supporting a,
0: a good guy, you know? <laughs> uh <laughs> and and others, uh, a friend of the podcast. Yeah, hopefully a, hopefully a future sponsor. <laughs> what was it? Nug smugglers? Nug smugglers. Climbing Nug gear. smugglers from when it's under a, cro- a frozen lake. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do that again so we get a good one. Nug <laughs> smugglers for when it's under a frozen lake.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: uh, and others just, you know, like lived off the proceeds. Uh, from this windfall for the next decade or so while completely reinventing the sport of rock climbing.
1: I don't know if you can call them, proceeds are like what you get from like a cancer walk.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is drug money. <laughs> this is like cold hard, you know, exploding drug money. <laughs> <laughs> So, but this does not all go unnoticed. Now, I promised everybody this story is about not getting caught, so don't worry. Uh, But eventually, word spread beyond Camp 4, and enterprising weed heads began to descend upon Yosemite Valley from all directions in search of adventure and a quick profit. Yeah, there's
1: gold, you know? (laughs) It was bound to happen, you know? Like you like that word about that and this all is because of Justine or whatever mm-hmm. the the clerk lady. I made that name up. I don't know if that was her name. But, you know, she like let the word out and she's masterminding this like, you know, this crazy gold rush. It's weird. There's like a million movies where this shit happens and you know where there's a thing that everyone's going for and I can't
0: think of the title of even one of those movies right now. <laughs> there was a Sylvester Stallone movie that was uh, loose, uh, uh, a cliffhanger. Clip- oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> Rocky.
1: <laughs>
0: First Blood, First Blood Part Two. Oh yeah, it takes a real dark turn, this story. <laughs> it's
1: like deep in the heart of Yosemite.
0: <laughs> I just love the idea, okay, if you were at a party in 1976 you're hanging out and you're smoking some weed and you're trying to get some tips on how to fix your bug and somebody's like, hey, not a lot of people know about this, but out in Yosemite there's a crashed plane that went through the ice and there's weed under the ice. You want to go get it? (laughs) It's so strong, it'll singe off all your beard hairs and all your... (laughs) Your eyelashes. I love that people were like, yeah, tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to leave right now, or should we get a good night's sleep and head out in the morning? Who'd go? <laughs> yeah, who wants to find <laughs> that buried fucking weed?
1: It's interesting. This is like, uh, you know, I'm going to call back to a previous episode. The Waldos, you know, had mm. a similar vibe where, you know, the guys who invented the four, the 420 thing. The guys who came up with 420, the reason that we all, like, you know, say 420, they were also hunting... For lost weed, like this is not a you know unique mm-hmm. co- coincidence people if you know if there's buried weed somewhere buried like you know that's as good as buried gold. Mm-hmm. people want to find that shit
0: you know to our younger readers we should our listeners, we should probably uh, stress y- there weren't weed stores in 1976 maybe. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> so it's not like you are be like, oh, there were cans of beans under the ice. I would think I would just go to the store and get my cans of beans. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> Some say a better time. <laughs> but not me. Yeah, no, this time's better. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so people are coming from all directions. At times, more than 20 people at once would be at work breaking through the ice or hauling bales out of the water.
1: Oh, wow. So different groups of people would mm-hmm. see each other. In fact, it's like literally weed fishing here, like pulling out <laughs> fucking pounds from the ice. Was there like, I mean, there's no competitive thing going on here. No one was like, hey, get off of our, this <laughs> is our spot or whatever. It wasn't happening.
0: <laughs> there's 6,000 pounds of weed and you have to hike it out in a backpack for both. There's, there's no shortage. For everybody. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, All but- right. So
1: what a scene. and where is the department of fishing <laughs> and wildlife or whatever at
0: this point they're like oh we're not gonna go back until it's nice weather again
1: so they literally just stopped i mean so, mm-hmm. so they they fished out some amount of weed from there and then were like they were like oh it's dripping everywhere let's just stop <laughs> like <laughs> That's so crazy to think that cops just would do that, you know, but they, I mean, they did like there, it's a fucking melee over here.
0: Yeah. Also they can't like bring their helicopter in cause it's crazy winter weather, but the stone masters and these people are just like, I'm going to snowshoe in hand to mouth, hand to mouth. Yeah. Um, now not everybody who showed up was a chill as fuck backcountry free spirit. Like the Stone Masters, um, some of them start to realize it's a lot easier to just wait and try to rob somebody who already went through all the work. Classic. It takes one asshole to harsh the mellow. Am I right? Yeah. Everybody's
1: having a good time.
0: Like, hear me, humble It's like maybe if you have a chill as fuck little backcountry scene where everybody makes a living and nobody makes a killing and weed is beloved and then a bunch of fucking mercenary people show up in your scene and blow it up. Carpetbaggers would never happen up here, right? (laughs) Everybody's intentions are pure and good and derived from the loveliness of the plant that binds us all. (laughs) Except some people. So (laughs) things start to get a little tense out on the ice. And meanwhile, so many kids with long hair rented scuba equipment in the nearby town of Fresno that the supply shop's proprietor got suspicious and called the Yosemite Rangers.
1: Oh man, he's like, "Uh, business is great. I nine one one. I'm doing really well. (laughs) Fucking asshole, right? Who like? That's the kind of guy who's like, just gonna be like, oh, that's a lot of clouds. I better call the cops. (laughs)
0: Drop of a hat. Especially if they're black clouds, if they're storm clouds. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's like, I don't like the look of them. (laughs) Um, And this, uh, the Rangers basically kind of already have a sense. They've been monitoring foot traffic on the trail that leads to Merced Lake. uh, So it doesn't take long for them to put 4 and 20 together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Some people like that one. I deleted it and I put it back and I deleted it. Uh, He
1: was up till 3 (laughs) a.m. Should I put the 4 and 20 thing in there? And then
0: I have my alarm set for 420, so I really didn't get a lot of sleep.
1: Uh, <laughs> Staying true to that thing, <laughs> smoking at 4:20 a.m. and p.m. every single day, it changed my life. <laughs> Wait, there's an a.m.
0: It's a 4:20 a.m. Uh, so, in the spring on April 13th, the park rangers, who generally hated and resented the rock climbers, they make their move.
1: So now, so these guys, I'm guessing, have been waiting for a reason to fuck with the interlopers, you know, the guys who are living in Yosemite. Uh, I, I assume it's illegal to live in Yosemite. I'm not not 100% sure. But basically, they've been, like, waiting. There's, like, the cops, you know, in your town when you're growing up. Or, again, I don't know if you guys can relate to this shit, but they would, like, chase you around town. And that moment that they could find, you know, find you with weed in your pocket or, like, acid or mushrooms or whatever, they, you could see the excitement in their eyes because they knew they were about to fuck you, you know? <laughs> and cops love that's like, that's their favorite thing. I don't know if you guys were, it's, it's like, fucking people with drugs. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh, allegedly, I had acid in my pocket. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you definitely had it. What are you talking about?
0: Remember you sold some? So yeah, and so we think of the park rangers as like chill as fuck. But they actually, like Nixon era, when the whole culture went crazy and people wanted to rock climb and be left alone, can't have that, (laughs) they created what they called the Danger Rangers and they trained them in like SWAT shit and weapons and tactics to fucking defend Yosemite from what?
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, besides these like Nug Smuggler dudes, like who is... (laughs) Who is even there? Is it bears? Is it like like from before? You know, that's a weird thing.
0: It's counterculture bears. They dropped out. They left the pack. Yeah. No, they're just like, honestly, they see these dudes and lady and gender people (laughs) climbing rocks and getting off on it and having peak experiences and getting all of the... uh, ladies and men and gender people attraction. And these cops are jealous fucks.
1: Yeah, dude, how many cops become cops because they're they're not getting laid, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's weird, (laughs) kind of dark realization I'm having right now on stage. That's probably, they just, they are like, they're like super horned up, you know what I mean? (laughs) And they don't know where to put that energy. So they're like, ah, I'm gonna put this gun in your mouth. Ah! <laughs> that's, you know that's happening.
0: So, uh, <laughs> and it's like this is like the culture clash in this country distilled down to its essence. We turned park rangers into super fucking cops, and we have like. The coolest people who just want to hang off a cliff in the middle of nowhere and we have to pit them against each other because of a plant. Like, that's America.
1: I do want to see who's going to win this fight,
0: though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, so on this day, six of these uh, armed danger rangers, they fly in on a helicopter and they make an uh, assault on the crashed plane site. Oh shit.
1: Okay, cool. So it's going down. The original site of the crash. This is it's all it's all coming together.
0: Cops mm. versus climbers. Cops versus Ooh, good episode title. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, very good. Um so uh according to uh, this guy, Tim, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> head of, he's head of the Park Ranger Search and Rescue Team. And he's describing this raid that they make on the down plane where there's like 20 people just been pulling weed out of the ice for weeks and I think months at this point. Uh, and he says, it was like ants scattering. <laughs> The people up there had created this infrastructure kind of like the Viet Cong put in, in some areas of Vietnam. Makeshift housing and tents, fire pits. They had all sorts of tarps. They picked up digging equipment wherever they could. It was really caveman technology.
1: Oh my God. So They had like set up like a whole festival lot. (laughs) That's, you know, that's what he's describing too, it's like there was tents and like men with beards. It was like a village of trolls, they are like, oh, like Shakedown Street, right.
0: (laughs) Maybe Jerry came after all. (laughs) There was a guy playing the mandolin. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He kind of wailed, but it went on really long. Whoa, I I heard a little undertone of like, ease back on the chair. We're with you, but. You're on your own, man. Don't don't look at me.
1: I love Jerry Garcia. Name three Grateful Dead songs. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, what happened next with this buried thing of weed? You said name three Wu Tang songs? All
0: right, so the raid sets off pandemonium. Uh, but only two people were arrested and the charges were qu- quickly dropped due to a due process investigation.
1: Okay. yeah. How many millions of dollars of taxpayer money
0: went into excavating a fucking frozen lake for weed that never turned out to get anyone arrested? Um, yes, yeah, so nobody was ever prosecuted for the months of weed mining that had pulled untold Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, That had pulled untold tons of crash bud out of this lake. Nobody got in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Following the raid, the rangers posted armed guards at the scene until a proper salvage of the airplane could be executed. All that's left now is the legend. Holy crap. And the the, the
1: weed is still down there some of it probably, (laughs) right? So let's go to Yosemite, is that
0: the? This is the plot of the new Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) All this time, the jet fuel and THC. Oh my God, it's gonna be like a weed swamp thing
1: is gonna come out of there, just like dripping with, that's like exactly the recipe for swamp thing. I think is weed and jet fuel, right? (laughs)
0: Amazing. Shout out Swamp Thing, friend of the podcast. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> so that's it. So that's the story, huh? What'd you guys think of that story? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, for trying this out with us, for, for hanging out for our first live episode of Great Moments in Weed History. We're going to record this one, and we're going to put it up there. Uh, and if you haven't heard the show, it's on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher and Hip hip hooray, yes, hip hip hooray. <laughs> uh, hooray! <laughs> and uh,
0: let's hear it, w- all right. oh hooray! <laughs> hip what, hip hooray. Une- unexpected timing for <laughs> hip hip <hooray>. <laughs> <laughs> And let's hear it one more time uh, for Humboldt County. Yeah, give it up for yourself. And let's hear it one more time for everyone at Savage Henry. They work really yeah, hard. Yeah, big for up you Savage people. Henry and they put out thank you to uh, Evan and Chris and Matt Redbeard uh, the whole crew
1: yeah definitely and enjoy the rest of the festival please hang out we'll be we'll be chilling for a little bit smoking this joint outside so feel free to come say hi Uh, and yeah we'll do the thing thank you guys so much for coming woo And that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to the season two finale of Great Moments in Wheat History. Again, our sincere thanks to the good people of Humboldt County and the Savage Henry Comedy Festival. We can't wait to bring you season three in 2020. But in the meantime, follow us on social media. That's at GMIWH podcast. And make sure you subscribe to the feed so you can get all the updates about what we are up to. And if you're a fan, the best way you can help us out is by telling your friends about the show. Help us spread the word. And a special, special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Find out more on patreon.com where you can become one of the homies.
0: See you soon. Great Moments in Weed History is a Spoke Media production. It's hosted by me, David Beanenstock, a.k.a. Bean, and Abdullah Saeed were produced by Cody Hoffmachel and Brigham Mosley with help from Lee George and Reyes Mendoza. Special thanks to Gold Digger Studio. This episode was mixed by Jonathan Villalobos. Our executive producers are Aliyah Tavakolian and Keith Reynolds.
1: Check out our show notes where you'll find more information about things we discussed today and links to our sponsors.
0: And if you really love the show, honestly, the best thing you could do for us is to simply tell your friends about it at the next Smoke Sesh. That's the show, folks. Thanks so much for listening, and if you stuck around this long, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You could put five on it at greatmomentsinweedhistory.com, and that would really help us as we research, write, edit, and publish a new episode every Weedness Day. Great Moments in Weed History is written, produced, and performed by me, David Beanenstock, a.k.a. Bean.